0: Good to be back in a fresh week at Joel's Bar. Hallelujah. Happy. How you guys doing?
1: I'm so happy.
0: Doing good? I'm
1: so happy. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you're happy too. <laughs>
0: Serve Yahweh with joy, it is written.
1: I wanted to share it with you guys why I'm so happy today. You might have noticed my exceeding joy. <laughs> I studied. Study till you drool. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> If it doesn't make you feel like that, you might want to rethink those study techniques. <laughs> Does study make you more angrier? Does it make you feel more bitter? Does it make you feel more competitive and on edge all the time? Well, you might want to reconsider. Consider recess time with the living Word of God, I inhale His Word. I talk a little bit on the jehovah want in between class. I take a deep drink of the blood of Jesus, and between the lines, help be you read in between the lines what He's actually saying. I drink deeply. How I long to drink of you, O oh God, it is written. Isn't that nice? As one was the most encouraging things I heard from one of my friends, I think we'll understand this when I say it. You know, we were. The most encouraging thing I heard from one of my friends was, I said, how are you doing? She's like, pretty good. Just, you know, repenting from uh, weeping and gnashing. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I replayed that in my mind, and it encourages me. <laughs> I said, that's a great breakthrough. I it. We, we received that. Repenting from weeping and gnashing. Nashing and we and we're studying and drooling we're laughing we're at peace with God and we wars oh, yeah.
0: sorrow is disagreement with the spirit of truth joy is agreement with the truth rejoice always which means always agree with the spirit of truth you cannot be in joy if you are at strife towards the Holy Ghost. Now forget about strife towards men and women, because you want to burn the animal anyway. But if you're at strife towards God, you're resisting the Holy Spirit, which means you're at strife towards heaven, angels, victory, promises, everything divine. And so you'll find the animal struggles with strife towards God. But if you're in unity with God, you will have a strife towards the animal, which is the human being, which is a good thing. For a friend of the world is an enemy of God, so you cannot be friends of the world. What is the world? For God so loved the world, I thought it says in Scripture. What is the love of God? It's the cross. For God so loved the world that He crucified it. doesn't mean that He loved it in its current state of sin and Separation from him and misunderstanding with all of their worldly philosophy that's completely diametrically opposed to his existence as God. So there is no false love with God, which is accepting the world the way it is. For no one can come to God except through Jesus Christ, it is written, which means except through death except through crucifixion, except through the cross of his blood in Mount Zion, which is a sacrificial system of the new covenant of constantly rising into higher elevations of more of him and less of you. God was dealing with the casual Christians today. A casual Christian is a person who only accepts convenient truths. It's about 99% of my Facebook friends. True on They can only accept convenient truths. You know how they pick and choose.
1: Which Facebook post from God am I going to like today? (laughs) (laughs) Which you could
0: say is the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. I know a lot of people don't have enough revelation to accept social media platforms as the equivalent of writing Jeremiah's letters, but God the Father sees them as exactly the same. So you have to have an understanding of the situation, of the convenience, and the compromise of the animal soul. Otherwise, you'll come into covenant unknowingly with demon spirits. In order to walk with the Holy Spirit, you have to be in agreement. How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? Mm -hmm. So, the demon wants to walk with you. Why? To get you in agreement. Now, notice every area of your heart and your mind, your emotions, your feelings, your will, your mindsets, your culture, your economic state, your family situation, any of it that's opposed with the family situation the economic state, and the opinion of God the Father in heaven about everything is an area you are at enmity and strife against God. Those are the places He will test you in the coming days to bring sacrifice. He wants you to bring the sacrifice of areas of disagreement today. Why? To walk with Him in a higher way. God's plans are always good for you. Your plans for yourself are always bad for you. When you judge yourself right, you judge God wrong. If you are judging yourself righteous, you are judging the Holy Spirit wrongly as an inconvenience to the plans you have for your life. As it is written, lean not on your own understanding, which means don't have your own plans of success for your own life. Otherwise, you'll be at enmity and strife towards God. So the lesson is learning how to yield all your ways to His ways through wisdom and humility. A higher truth will always require a higher humility. What is humility? The person understanding their dependence on their Creator and having no self-sustainment. No area where I am providing for myself. An area you are providing for yourself is an area of the curse of the fall. doesn't mean you don't work. It just means that you haven't allowed God into whole areas of your spirit and soul, and there's no fruitfulness. There is no faith in His ability with His angels through that area of the soul, which means that area of the soul is dead and uncircumcised, or it is unpruned. The Father says this is the season of Song of Solomon 2.12. What does it say? Zemer. Zemer is the Hebrew word prune or pruning. Same exact word in the Gospel of John that the Father is a vine dresser. The word in Hebrew there is zemer. The Father is a pruner. Okay. (laughs) The flowers have already appeared in the land. Song of Solomon 2.12. The time has arrived for pruning the vines the jews believed that the curse of the fall came from adam and eve eating grapes you know the jewish tradition that that tree that they ate from was they had grapes on it now you can say well how can a tree bear grapes there's a lot of celestial mysteries i just say Mm -hmm. put it on the shelf i'll tell you what if your carnal mind is trying to figure it out you're lost If you can stay in childlike wonder and awe, you're open to learning spiritual realities because it's not as things appear in the natural realm. The glory realm, the realm of the Creator, the realm of the Garden of Eden is far higher than your thoughts it is written. So the animal cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit, but God has imparted His Spirit of understanding into you. And if you lean not on your own brain... But on his brain in you, the rock of ages, your brain gets renewed, and the two become one stone.
1: I've got a Bible verse to help you out if you need a little help with that. Go into uh, 1 Enoch. Uh, I passed by the paradise of righteousness, and I saw from afar trees more plentiful and larger than those trees, differing from those very large and beautiful and glorious and magnificent in the tree of wisdom, whose fruit the holy ones eat Mm. and learn great wisdom, that tree is in height like the fir and its leaves like those of the carob and its fruit like the clusters of the vine. There it is. Very cheerful and its fragrance penetrates far beyond the tree. Then I said, how beautiful is the tree and how pleasing in appearance, All right? It looked good to Eve's eye. Then Gabriel, the holy angel, Gabriel, the holy angel, who was with me answered this is the tree of wisdom from which your father of old and your mother of old adam and eve who were born before you ate and learned wisdom and their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked and they were driven from the garden there it is one enoch so it's a tree
0: that has grapes which means it's gonna shock your senses into realms. Of things in the natural realm that don't exist. So, when God is a vine dresser, what is that a reference to? What is the zemer of God? He is a gardener of groves. Groves are groupings of trees. I see all men as trees. What is he dealing with? The tree of life, a grape tree, a fruitfulness. What is the cup of the new covenant? It is a tree of life giving grapes. You are a tree of life-giving grapes. Now, I believe it's a reference to a lot of different things. In the Garden of Eden, it's a literal tree that has grapes on it. Now, you are a tree learning how to bear forth a fruit that does not exist in the natural realm. A supernatural miracle of bringing forth intoxicating divine love grapes as a tree.
1: Am I a grape? (laughs) Is grapes an instrument? <laughs> I guess it depends on how you play it.
0: <laughs> getting back into original design of how <laughs> God made you in the beginning. Great. I was studying great. scriptures today exhaustively and it was just the best day of study of my entire life. And if you read Genesis 1-1, it says Bereshit bara. Now we say in the beginning, God, but it also in Hebrew means father and son. The very first two words of Torah, of Genesis 1 1, is father and son. That is the standard of your existence right now, the 1 1, the 101, the Bereshit Bara, And it's the Bar, which is special because that's the name of the show. So it's, it is the son of God that is the very grapes of the tree. You could say the Bereshit is the tree and the Bara is the grapes. You are the fruit of the spirit, which means you are the sons of God. You are the Bereshit Bara. You need to understand that <laughs> your I existence and identity as a being is being A cluster of grapes, or the fruit of the vine, or the very offspring of the Almighty. And what does it look like except intoxicating grapes, which is the promised land promise of Joshua and Caleb. We could say, oh, they brought in very large grapes. No, they brought in demonstrations of sons of God. They brought in the sons. They brought in beings. Okay, It wasn't about an external cup of wine. It wasn't about milk and honey. It was about you and I restored to the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, with the same measure of fruitfulness that the Father enjoys. That's all God's plans for your life, getting back into that place, which is called sonship. People can be adopted and not come into that place by refusing to bear its fruit. What is fruit? Being of the nature of the seed, being of its kind. Fruit trees producing after their own kind. Which means if there's the fruit of the flesh, the Galatians chapter 5 of sorcery, you'll be of the kind of rebellion, of disobedience, of casual Christianity, saying these fruits are not allowed in my garden. I don't allow God to be God in whole areas of my soul life. Which means there will be no breath, no ruach in the soul. What you have there is a darkness and a demonic stronghold. The issue is all of you are dealing with demonic strongholds. Many of you are in doubt. I'm not. You are dealing with areas of demonic strongholds whether you know it or not. And the more you know it, the more you can deal with it and bring the stronghold down. God restores your soul only if you're available for restoration. Psalms 23. Torah, the word, or the food of the table of the Lord, which is a seed line, which is a tree, Mm -hmm. which is a grove in a garden of Eden. You've heard of Bohemian Grove in California, of the occult. Why? Because it's seed and tree after the kind of the fallen angels. Now you are a tree of life, or an oak of righteousness, a grove of righteous trees after God's own kind. And the leaves of that tree are the healing of DNA, nations of seed line, because this tree is almighty. Here's the issue. In 2,000 years of Christianity, we still do not have one grove in the celestial realm amongst all Christians in the world. There's not even one grove. God gave me a vision about 2012 of oak trees the size of a redwood forest. He says this is the sons of God that are a grove of righteous trees that cover the earth. God is wanting to raise us up into the heavens. And studying Torah has shown me God's original design that the heavens were the very skins of Adam and Eve. So when they fell and they realized they were naked, they lost There's celestial skins, which Mm. we call new wine skins. A new wine skin is not just about wine or wine or the drunken glory. You have, you'll feel a certain way. You'll feel it more angelic and divine every day. But it's about a covering. It's about the skins of Genesis, Genesis and Revelation. It's about Bobby Connor has this word this season. Who are you wearing? You go to Treading
1: the... snake snakeskin false light, most likely, actually.
0: That's you go why to a word... big event, they'll ask you, are you wearing Prada, Dolce Gabbana, Gucci? Who are you wearing? We are wearing...
1: Amazon. Le Amazon.
0: So The truth is Adam and Eve wore the stars as their very yeah. skins. What did we lose in the fall? Ooh. If you don't understand that we lost starry skins... You'll have no desire or Christianity in your mind to ever go back into that original state. That's why those who teach righteousness shine as the stars in the heavens simply because they put back on the starry skins of the original design of Genesis. Amen. Which means we do not have a grove. Our job, our commission from the heavenly Sanhedrin and the Council of God the Father and the Lamb is to put on... Your starry garments.
1: Yes, living stars. You're going to wear living stars and not dying stars, but we've got a use for those dying stars. The flesh skin of the Leviathan in the realm of Yetzira. its carcass and skin, is made to be in the end of time, to be, uh, you know, kind of like one of the things you find on Etsy, like a (laughs) custom-made tent uh, decorative piece. Uh, for the little covering, and then you eat its flesh. So, you know, Leviathan uh, sushi and behemoth burgers. We got them on the menu for Marriage Supper of the Lamb. It's going to be awesome. Probably some seven spice seasoning. It'll be delicious. It's supposed to be food for the righteous. So if you are really a foodie, I would highly recommend you learn righteousness. So you can taste that uh, at the culmination, the end of time. It's going to be exquisite. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have... Cake. (laughs) We're gonna have cake that literally came out of the sun. (laughs) Tell me what kind of soiree you could go to in Manhattan that has that. Not one, okay? Not one. And uh, the the or, the light, the light, the the light, the skins, the, the garment, the skin, the garment, that celestial skin. That's why that word or, O H R, that means light in Hebrew, or, is also that descriptive word when they mean for, like, shedding light. It's an allusion or an allegory to the shedding of, like, in a way similar to snake skin. So you have that fading light of those shells and those layers kind of just peel off. So it's a shedding light of the, the light that fades, the light that is the glory that's reducing as that stolen light <laughs> shells are being removed. And then you have the ever-increasing radiance of the higher... Heavens, just as you're being clothed and Joseph's coat, and that's another hint, just in case people didn't go back and check for their notes or take notes on that. When you're seeing the eight one eight, that is a spiritual reference to the coat of Joseph and these kind of things that we're talking about. So, mm. if you've been seeing that, that's a good sign. If you see the eight one eight and the eight o eight, those are connected. You can meditate on those. That's a fun one. If your angels start whacking you with that, just understand. It's about uh, Joseph's coat or coats.
0: And so as we've already established, you are light beings even in a human state, but the light that is in you is darkness. Blood is congealed light. Okay? So human beings are light beings, but their light is darkness. That's why they're full of stubborn pride, because they are made out of light. But it's the wrong type of light. It is actually black light. It is false Mm -hmm. light. True light came into the world. Why? Because everyone was false light. John 1-1. John 1-1. It is written, true light came into the world, but all the false light rejected it. So going from glory to glory is shedding light. Why do so few ever grow into higher levels? They cling to the light. (laughs) If you don't shed light, you will never have a brighter light. Which means... There's a light in the soul. There's a light in the flesh. There's a light in the blood. There's a light in you that you have to sacrifice. You sacrifice light for light.
1: But it's shiny. This is why
0: you have tremendous disobedience, because everyone is full of light. An opinion is light. A thought Mm -hmm. is light. All the actions you'll ever do in those bodies or out of those bodies will be done by light. You cannot even move your hand. Your heart can't beat its next beat. You can't open your mouth or speak one word except through light. Your ears receive 1,000 times more light than your eyes. You can't see without light. You know that. You can't hear without light either. (laughs) This very broadcast is light through light. All existence as a human being is in lights. The issue is cleaning them up and removing the falsities. Removing false lights, you could call it circumcision, but what it is is shedding lights, shedding ores.
1: Shedding my snake skin.
0: (laughs) You'll even be required to shed all of God's light continuously, which is what a river is. A river is a constant shedding, but it's God. Well, if it's not being shed through you... There's no newness of life or light on a daily basis, and that's why many mm-hmm. become stale and stagnant.
1: I think of it as, like, cosmic exfoliation. I love exfoliating, like, every day. Exfoliate, moisturize, right? You know the drill. Exfoliate, moisturize. Why do you do that? Why is exfoliating and moisturizing every day so wonderful? Now, you don't want to do over-the-top, heavy exfoliation, to your skin is raw, that's why I am 19 right
0: in my nose and he said that.
1: Yeah. But a nice, healthy, daily exfoliation to remove that, does dead skin cells kind of flaky looking kind of scaly. If all you do is just a normal, not some, oh my gosh, I haven't exfoliated in like two weeks. Now I got to scrub the dead. I'm covered in dead <laughs> flesh. <laughs> what do I do? I need to go to a special product. No, don't even do that. Just a nice, gentle exfoliation every day. Just a nice and then moisturize. and the joy of that is that you remove the dead. It's just a little bit every day. And you have a nice moisturization. You have a fresh anointing, may your head never lack fresh oil. And you just put on your moisturizer and you say your prayers and you have a great day. It's much better that you do little by little, daily diligence and those little things. You take your trash out every day. You exfoliate, you moisturize every day. Now I'm talking about heavenly things. Now we're talking about earthly things. But we're talking about heavenly things. Do the daily shedding, exfoliating. How do you exfoliate? What's what is my celestial cosmic loofah? Where's my cosmic loofah? What is it? Where can I find it? It's the word of God. Just
0: when we keep our human nature and get around the things of God, we become water moccasins. <laughs> Serpents of living water, which is exactly like the fallen angel, <laughs> John the Baptist. This is what you're dealing with in America right now. This is what lukewarm is. It's a clinging to the old Adamic nature while splashing the new Christ nature on top of it. There's no transformation. Here
1: comes splash water in your snake things.
0: And this is the verse: Luke seven, uh, Luke chapter three, verse seven. When crowds of people came out for baptism because it was popular, John exploded. You brood of snakes, what do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river?
1: Slither to the river. Do you liver. think a little
0: water on your snake skins, which is divinity on your humanity? Come on. Okay, water on the old man, putting Christianity on the soul and flesh. Okay, that is the equivalent of putting water on snake skin. Do you think a little water on your snake skin? is going to deflect God's judgment, the pruning, the zemer. It's your life that must change, not your skin. And don't think you can pull rank by claiming Abraham as your father. <laughs> Being a child of Abraham is neither here nor there. Children of Abraham are a dime a dozen. God can make children from stones if he wants. What counts is your life. Is it green and flourishing? Because if it's dead wood, it goes into the fire. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: God wants us to change our skins, to change our garments. This is how you do it. You don't cling to your natural man or your natural woman. Water means movement in the constant unknown passing through you. No one can walk with Christ unless they have an open heart and open mind, which is an open heaven, to allow the newness, the fresh daily bread, which is new bread, to pass through them constantly. Which means no one is sustained in spiritual strength with a closed mind, with a religious mind, a religious heart. If you are stuck in your culture, if you are stuck in anything in the natural realm, if you are stuck in idolatry, if you are stuck in self, you can never have the life of God passing through you. We need you to en masse repent and get out of humanity and get into the living water divinity and become like John the Baptist and the disciples who lived in the river and allowed the newness of the Jordan to pass through them all the time. When you live in the river, you realize you're not God. But you're the temple of God. You get confident in the river, which is a confidence that's often called pride by those who just splash the things of God onto their snake skins. Why? Because you know Him in a different way. You know Him in a way where He's moving, living, active, and energized. You know Him in a way that's consistent. When a person takes the things of God and puts them on themselves or even shows up at a Christian service, and allows the things of Christianity to come upon them, there's no change of dependency, which means there's no yielding. There's no actual Christianity. It's false. It's fake. Because you are still in charge, even after the things of God have come upon you. This is likened to Saul in the Old Testament, who gets caught up with the external spirit of the prophets, and he began to prophesy also, even after he was damned to hell, which means there can be an external splashing of the things of God, like you see here with all the Israelites coming down to the river to be baptized, yet many of them were not changing their heart, only allowing the new thing to come upon them outwardly. So there has to be a change of the mindset, a yieldedness. What is the disciple? It's not just to beat yourself up. This isn't Marine Corps boot camp. This is very different. This is angelic. This is about living dependent on another person that's not you. It's a relationship with the living God. It's a following of the Master, the Lord Christ, who is here invisibly by His Holy Spirit. Jesus is completely and totally in this meeting tonight. He's not partially here. He's completely here because His Spirit is here, and His Spirit is the fullness of who He is. And if you begin to know the Spirit of Jesus, you can walk with Him today in a greater way. This is your faith growing and perfected, which is a manifestation called living waters. These waters He wants to flow out of your heart. These are the waters of resurrection. What is getting pruned? What is getting themered? What is getting fathered? Everything that doesn't have the flow of life in it, which means it's dead. What's dead? Everything that's not God in your life, which for many is practically their entire life. For most of you, you need to just go into the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego.
1: Go into the furnace with Shadrach that's drunk. (laughs) You need to go into the
0: furnace with Shadrach right now and get burnt up. And who's on the outside? He's enemies chanting your please. death. When you're on the outside, you're yoked to the enemy. And death is your chant, which is your very vocab. When you're on the inside, you're burning. What are they doing on the inside? Praying for Jesus to come down and save them. And guess what? He totally did.
1: This is how you pray like that. We <laughs> are full of shame.
0: And what saved oh. them from the outside? Praying them up on the inside. Listen. You have the murderers on the outside, everything that wants to kill you, called Satan and his angels and sin. On the inside, you had something that looked like death, fire. What was God's answer? Turning up the fire on the inside seven times hotter. What looked like was killing you was saving you, and the only thing that died were those trying to kill you on the outside, according to Scripture. So when they're trying to attack you, when the warfare is extreme... What does God do to raise the standard? Brings the Holy Spirit like a flood. A flood of what? A flood of fire. A flood of heat. Any other deliverance and you're still in bondage. Which means there was no breaking and burning of their bonds until the fire was turned up. Where? Where? On the inside. God's answer is always to turn up the fire on the inside. What we need is a baptism of fire on the inside. How often? How often? We read about in the Old Testament when God started the fire at the temple, it was to burn continuously. It was never to go out, which means when the Holy Spirit of God comes into your heart at salvation, born (laughs) of the Spirit and the water. This water is fire. Fire. Daniel 7, the water is a river of fire, it is written. This is to be the ever-increasing divinity of the God you accepted as Lord and Savior into your hearts he wants to be an all-consuming fire in your heart what is the all-consuming the pruning of your human thoughts the pruning of your human convenience the pruning of your human lukewarmness we need in America right now the pruning of lukewarmness what is lukewarm in God's book Any part of you that is human, that's true, any part of you that is not the working of the Holy Spirit and His angels with the understanding through the renewed mind. If the mind is not renewed to the ability of the Holy Spirit and His angels, that part in your life of God's divinity is dead. That's why it says, A Waco sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine in you. Jesus Christ says in Scripture, His people are dead. You think you're alive, but you're dead. Revelation 2 and 3, that's what he says to his churches. But we speak in tongues. Jesus Christ said, you're speaking in tongues, you're still dead. That's exactly what the Bible says. You do all these religious acts, you signs, miracles, and wonders, He's like you're still dead. Because dead is an elevation of existence. No matter how much of life of God you splash on the outside, Jesus Christ will say you're dead until you have it on the inside. Right. It's the transformation of the inside that makes you living sons and living daughters.
1: Transformers.
0: The bara of the bara sheep. It's the living sons, the living daughters, the same exact fruit of the Father formed inside your hearts as sons and daughters. Nothing more, nothing less. The exact Mm. image bearing of God.
1: Remember, it's bara sheep, not bara shit. Okay, so take that out to the Gehenna pile, <laughs> just in case anyone needs a reminder today. And the yeah, sheet
0: is a Hebrew word.
1: Yeah, bear a sheet, not bear a shit.
0: Remember that, okay, English-speaking Americans.
1: <laughs> and if that's all you've got, <laughs> then just take it out to the Gehenna trash pile. Come line up for your circumcision. Fly us to the moon. If again. you're
0: around ministers that are not dashing your nations to pieces, which is your culture... And your society, you are not around real ministers. You know that's what the Bible says? You should dash their culture, society, and everything they think is normal to pieces, obliterating it completely.
1: Dash the African culture to pieces. That's right. Dash the American culture to pieces. Dash the European
0: and the Swedish
1: culture to pieces. (laughs) You have not been around
0: divine love until (laughs) your societal (laughs) norms are smashed and obliterated. Yeah. And you get into angelic norms, which means you're beginning to get a grid as a disciple of Jesus Christ.
1: I was like, I forbid them to name another animal orphanage. I said, what, even the animals are orphans? Dear Lord, help us. This is an atrocity. This is, an... <laughs> this is not the culture of heaven. You are adopted. We got the river of fire, than a hardener of the naar. We got the rivers... Pouring out, Metatron. What do you think he's doing? What do you think he's doing right now? What do you think he's doing right now? Brandon says Jesus is here. Can you see him? Take a look. Don't open your eyes. (laughs) Just kidding, you can. (laughs) Do you see him? Look, do you see him? Just look, can you see him? Can you feel his presence? Can you feel the presence of the living creatures? What are those things your heart longs to look into? The firmament? Oh. Been thinking about that firmament above the living creatures? I know. I know. Me too. Oh, dear. What's he doing? Yeah, he's looking to see how we're passing our tests. How's everybody doing? <laughs> are we passing our tests? It's good. He's giving us a well, lot the of... The
0: animal side of the perspective is is negative. See, we think everything is punishment and negativity because you're in hell side still. If, you, if your consciousness is in the animal flesh, on the animal side, you have a negative perspective of pruning, a negative perspective of discipleship, a negative perspective of correction. It just goes to show that you've never yoked your mind to the spirit of grace. Or it means you don't know God at all. If your consciousness is on the outside, you're children of wrath. That's a new covenant, New Testament scripture. You're a a child of condemnation. Why? Because your consciousness is in the part of you God's trying to remove off of your spirit. When you put your mind into your spirit, you have peace with God, which means you have to yoke your brain and connect your brain to the divine born-again part of you, otherwise all discipleship of the New Testament and New Covenant will be negative to you. If it's still negative, you have yet to come into an understanding of what Christianity even is. Christianity is the shedding of the old garments and the learning how to live in the new that Jesus Christ provided for us that are imparted into the invisible spirit that bears God's image in your bellies.
1: I heard that new wine breaks the wineskin, the old wineskin. I heard that the new wine breaks the old wineskin. Can you hear them talking out there? I heard that the new wine, I heard that the the new wine breaks the old wineskin. It causes it to explode. Explode burst that sounds like an explosion to me i heard i heard that the new wine breaks the old wine skin oh
0: john 1 1 it exposes the old as fallible okay true light came into the world false light hated it what was the false light the covenant people, the Jews, everyone that's going to church every weekend, okay, everyone that's bringing sacrifice and doing all the stuff prescribed in the law. okay, We're not talking about Caesar and Rome. We're talking about Israel and the Jews of the covenant of Abraham. Okay, They hated true light. This is exactly the same today in 2023. When you bring the new, the old is exposed as fallible, errant, Full of wrongdoing. Full of holes. So the wineskins burst, but the wineskins always had leaks and holes. The issue is the standard of the earthly has not been tested until someone raises a standard of the heavenly. Then every act is exposed. That's why people don't want to get around those who've been raised upon the cross because it exposes how small, if any, their crosses are and the elevation they've risen in the new.
1: And if it doesn't get any worse than that, higher (laughs) wisdom always looks like foolishness to a lower wisdom. So you just got to kind of get used to that. When that new, when God's doing a new thing, new, he's doing a new thing, new. Can you feel that? New, there it goes. New, new things in your life, new. Oh, wow. Always the higher things will always appear to you and to me as foolishness that's how you can start to recognize it instead of fighting against it
0: mm.
1: it's gonna look like foolishness to me this time around but i'm gonna get more undignified than this mm. like the Zemerat of the Sephirot, king david blasting away all opposition to his prayers ascending to the throne of god zemmer that mm, zemmer 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 that pruning zemmer that root word of zemmer That same root builds that same word, zemerot, which means songs, and not just any songs. These are the songs of the seventh-day table. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. In the temple. Songs of the seventh-day table, the temple of God. What is a song of the temple table? What's on the table? Fresh bread. Fresh fruit. Cheese. Wine. The glory, food coming through the Shekinah, not being used for selfish purposes or taken control of by the black sapphire stones and powers of wickedness in the heavenly places, but guarded, protected, sanctified, secured, and in alignment with the will of the Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Better sheet, bara, Elohim, et, him sapphire stones, right through you feel that? Can you see the sapphire stones? Can you see the lightning path? The commandments of the beginning of all creation. What is it? The songs. Songs of ascent. What were these songs? These pruning songs? The Zemerat of the Sephirot. Songs of David. Songs to ascend. Songs of ascent are songs to ascend. How did these songs cut through the psalmist with the heart? After God's own heart? He wanted his prayer not to go up to the first heaven and then get whacked off by a demon and sent to the side. He didn't want it to go up to the sec he didn't want it to go up part way through the second heavens and be stopped in its tracks. He wanted his prayer to go all the way up sapphire stones right before the very throne of the living God. And how did he do that? The pruning of the Psalms of Ascension that he wrote, that he sang to the tune of these songs, his words, his prayer became a song. He prayed until he became prayer itself. And as it rose up every demon standing in the way on black sapphire stones, that false blue, the false throne of Satan in the book of Enoch, bam, you, tra- you, ooh, you trained my hands for war. He wasn't talking about just war on the earth. He couldn't have won wars on the earth like he did if he hadn't already won them in heavens. How did he win in the heavens? The praises to the Most High God, Psalms of Ascent, all of the Psalms, 151. Well, 150. We'll let you think about the 111st 151st Psalm. I thought there was only 150 Pokemon. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. But that song, that word, that sword dancing... Through sapphire stones in the sky, slicing away, destroying every argument in the heavenlies, through the power of praise, thanksgiving, repentance, going higher until nothing stood in his way. And that word, that prayer was carried by the very angels that serve the throne of God into the presence of God. And he heard that prayer. The keys of David, cosmic, futuristic grace. Otherwise, how could he have known when John Paul Jackson traveled in the spirit into King David's timeline, walking down the street, and he met him, and he saw him, and when he saw him, and all the sights and the smells and everyone interacting there with him, when John Paul Jackson met King David, he knew exactly who he was and why he was there. What kind of wisdom does a man have to have? If someone, a time traveler, showed up right here, would we have that wisdom to know exactly who it was and why they were here? Likely not, but maybe by grace on sapphire stones. How far up does that prayer need to ascend? How far up sapphire stones do we need to go to walk in great cosmic wisdom? Not to take those grapes apart from the things of God, in idolatry of Shekinah glory, but become fully married to God at the sacrifice of the things that come down from God in exchange for him.
0: When we first moved into the crack house, in the backyard, wildly growing, were vines on top of trees. The trees had grape vines, and I think they were Concord grapes, Cut a lot of them down now just because it had gone completely crazy back there. Mm. Pulling the power lines down and it was uh, mm. dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Grapes. <laughs> grapes growing ministries. on
1: trees. Dangerous grapes here. ministries. But That's it, actually very accurate.
0: <laughs> and so <clears throat> the argument in John 6 was about the food. Okay, They started arguing with each other and asked, how can he give us flesh to eat? They were arguing, arguing over teaching.
1: I thought you were gonna say auguring. I was like, oh, <laughs> ar- auguring. They were already they augured.
0: <laughs> Religion augurs you to be goats. Truth or no. So now you're getting unaugured, which is coming out of the goat, killing the goat to have fun with your friends, which is bearing the image of God the Father, which is a lot different than animals. The dominion of the animals given to Satan and his angels, and the curse of the fall. So you don't want to be augured. Augury Agur. is the sorcery of controlling animals in the New Covenant context. It's human beings as animals. Okay? That's what you're dealing with in Babylon the Great. All human beings as animals. Not all human beings as trees. All human beings as animals. So we need to morph. Our lives depend on metamorphosis. So we need to morph. Now, morphine can only happen by eating. Okay? Caterpillars eat tons of food. Caterpillars will go into ant colonies, if you don't understand. There's c- caterpillars, like the blue butterfly of England. It will go into an ant colony and literally eat the entire colony. The colony could be gigantic. One Consider caterpillar... of the way of the
1: ant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one caterpillar will eat the, all the entire colony of ants. And then it goes into a dormant state of metamorphosis. For 365 days. And I believe this Mm. is like the blue butterfly is like the great butterfly represents Mm. sunship because it's the longest metamorphosis I know of of any butterfly. Mm -hmm. And it comes out a year later. Mm. But it eats the whole entire colony of ants. Mm.
1: My father's life prophesied that of my life.
0: It was. A sign and wonder (laughs) testifying of how much food you have to eat. Here's the deal. Most Christians, we've dealt with hundreds of thousands of believers over the years. Hundreds of thousands, even millions. Most Christians don't really understand the feast table, how to eat. The Bible says that Christ is in you, He's the hope of glory. (laughs) But He says in John 6 53, Jesus says, I tell you for certain that you won't live unless you eat. That's what He said. You won't live unless you eat. You cannot be alive unless you eat. But then there's a special food. They're arguing about food, which is teaching, doctrine, belief systems. Here, here's what you have to eat. My flesh. And drink my blood of the Son of Man. But if you do eat my flesh, and if you do drink my blood, you will have eternal life. It's a metamorphosis unto eternal life. You have the butterfly life of the Garden of Eden. Now, okay, we believe that? Most of you have heard that a thousand times. All
1: seven fleshes.
0: What's the deal? The deal is learning how to eat Christ out of your belly.
1: Treasure how Not your
0: natural stomach. Not your intestines. Your spirit. Christ in you. Which means unless you learn how to eat Jesus Christ in you. Colossians 127. You cannot be a disciple. You cannot be a real Christian until you learn how to eat, which means there's no metamorphosis. What is the worm? Only in the human brain. You got all that divine water splashed on your brain. This is 99% of Christians out here, and this is why they react so negatively to people like us who have gone through the process of metamorphosis significantly, and it's true. Significantly. We're teaching you wisdom from experience here. Mm -hmm. So we're dealing with butterflies and worms and butterflies, which is a divine sonship state. Not that we're perfect yet, but we're being made perfect. And we're teaching you the way of eternal life, how to go from worm, because we were once worm, by feasting on Christ in your spirit, literally God in you, to change into more of the divine nature every season of your life. And it works. But it's a diet. And if you don't eat, what does it say? If you don't eat, you're dead. What is dead? Stain a worm. What are worms? Foul bird food. So you're dealing with a Christian race that's in a worm state under fallen angels by the millions. That's the current condition of things right now in the world. In order to change things, we must go into metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, the pruning, is the old worm state, the old mindsets, the brain, the human nature coming out ahead by feasting into your, in your spirit. So it's not like you're just feasting into your spirit as if you're know, just putting God on the outside mm-hmm. into you. You're eating God from within you.
1: Eating God. You have to learn
0: how to eat God, eat hey. my flesh, drink my blood from inside your spirit. When you do that, the strongholds will automatically mm-hmm. come down. There will be an automatic metamorphosis through feasting on Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Amen. And with that, we're going to have a nice little support note from this Jewish study of this, what do you want to call They have so many different books. Most of them I cannot pronounce. sha ra Okay. That's nice. You can pronounce it. Good job. Good for studying.
0: Just put it on the shelf.
1: It like, literally, we'll literally like the book,
0: it's called a book, so put it on the shelf. Amen? On
1: the shelf. The seven, we're talking about the seven fleshes of God. Real quick, before we dive into this, the seven fleshes eat his flesh, is it because we didn't bring any bread? I am the bread who came down from heaven. Is you saying that because we didn't... You didn't bring the bread. I didn't bring... Was it, was it your turn? Jordan, was it your turn to bring the bread? No, no. It was Jake's turn. Jake messed it up. He was supposed to bring the bread today. Are
0: they saying this because we didn't bring we didn't. offerings?
1: <laughs> I just gave last week for the orphans. Like, I'm good for, like, another month. Like, don't even ask me. Yeah. When it comes time for the widows, like, I already gave the orphans. Listen, man. Don't worm, ask me the about be me the widows. Because I'm trying to get... I got plans for my 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 paycheck next month so don't ask me for that but the seven fleshes what the seven all the flesh of Jesus he's like how many baskets did you have left over twelve do you still not get what I'm talking to you about on the bread that came down from heaven how many did we start with five loaves and two fishes five books of Torah and the two celestial books in the cloud in the glory of the two nuns, the fishes. Right there, you go. All gonna be eating the bread and the fish, the bread of heaven, Jesus Christ, His flesh. Okay. How are we gonna learn how to eat this? I think this is a really wonderful teaching here. Why you are messing up your destiny and low-key blaming God? I know not you, but that's for somebody else. Don't worry. Don't apply it to yourself. Just apply it to your neighbor, because that's how we grow in grace. Okay. No.
0: Blame your spouse. <laughs> <enough fears. laughs>
1: Well, how am I going to know if I'm at, is it, am I a strife with my neighbors? Is it a holy strife? I'm sure they're wrong. I'm right. Well, how am I going to know? How are you going to know with what you're actually feeling and experiencing? The heart is deceitful above all things. Here's the easiest way to tell. Either you're going up or you're not. Mm. If you're going up, chances are you're good with God because you're going up. And if not, there's probably something there that's got to go out of the way. So instead of getting into the back, well, does it just apply to me? Does it apply to them? What's going on? Is this Is that? mm -hmm. If you're going up, probably pretty good with God. Still getting refinement. Don't get too comfortable. The
0: evidence of going up is changed mindsets.
1: Which is sapphire stones. Yes. So the higher sapphire you're on, you just keep going up. If you're not going up, that means something's gotta change in the way you treat your family, your friends, and strangers, maybe your angels, and also probably your attitude and mental stuff towards God. And we're gonna learn how to eat better, because I'm sure there's a there's something in the treasure house that's gonna help you set you free, because whom the Son sets free, his flesh, his blood, his word, written and spoken, if it sets you free, you're free indeed. So, we need to go back and make known to you that the essence of faith and the base of the base is to understand and know all holy names mentioned in the Torah are all contained in the four-lettered name, which is yad He vav He. Blessed Be, and that is called the body of the tree. And the rest of the names, some are root, some are branches, some are treasures, and hidden, and each one of them has a specific activity that belongs to it alone. That name of God, all contained in yad He. Vav Hey. It is similar to a treasury. Treasure house. Treasure. Remember that song? Treasure house. I know I like that song so much. Okay. Belongs to it alone. It is similar to a treasury that has several rooms and inside of each room is specific to what is inside. In this room, precious stones and pearls. In this room, silver. In this room, gold. In this room, all sorts of edible things. Ooh, edibles. Oh, okay, there it is. We found the edibles room. Hallelujah. In this room, all sorts of edible things. In this room, all sorts of drinks. (laughs) In this room, in this room, okay, calm down. In this room, All sorts of edible things. (laughs) Wow. In this room, all sorts of drinks. And in this room, all sorts of clothing. There it is. And when a person needs something edible... (laughs) It's a need. When a person needs something edible and does not know which room has food... (laughs) When a person needs something edible and does not know which room has food, the person could die of starvation. And the rooms are all filled with good things. And the person died, not because the request was denied. Now listen, the person died not because the request was denied. Rather, it was because one did not know In which room was the needed thing and in the exact same way is the comprehension of the names of the Holy Blessed One there are names that are specialized for compassion and for forgiveness and there are those for tears and there are those for injury and difficulties and there are those for food and sustenance and there are those for grace and if one does not know to concentrate on the name that is the key to what one needs. Who calls one not to be able to express one's desire, one's own foolishness and diminished comprehension? And regarding this, it is said, a man's folly subverts his way and his heart rages against Yad heh vav he. Proverbs 19.3, this is because yad He vav hands are open to all, but a person's foolishness of not knowing, in which treasure, oh man, oh it's so strong, give me a second, not knowing in which treasure what he needs is (laughs) oh it's too much lord not knowing in which treasure he needs is that person returns empty and thinks in his mind a bad thought namely that The Lord withheld from him his desire and his will. And this is not so. Rather, his own foolishness of not knowing in which treasury is the thing he needs, withheld it from him. Let's say that again. Rather, his own foolishness of not knowing in which treasury is the thing he needs, withheld it from him. And regarding this, it is said, Jeremiah 5.25, your sins withheld the good from you, and therefore a person needs wander in the ways of Torah and to know the intention of the holy name so that one will be an expert on them and on their names, and when one desires to request something in front of Yahweh Vavhe of blessing a question and request one will concentrate on the name that is specific to one's question and it is not enough to express all one's needs rather one should be beloved on high and pleasant below and one will find oneself inheriting both this world and the world to come Mm. (laughs) oh Navigating the realms of the treasure house. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Ooh! Mm.
0: Mmm. But if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have eternal life and I will resurrect you. So we all need to get resurrected. But there's zero resurrection until you get over this John 6.52, which is arguing over doctrines and teachings in the natural realm, in your brain Christianity, and start feasting out of God himself in you. So the children of the resurrection resurrected because they had a diet. First got to discover the feast table. So all the food that we bring you every day comes directly out of our spiritual stomach.
1: Oh, from the treasure house. (laughs) I found this bread. You want some?
0: Eating silver, gold, and gemstones. You know what gold is? Digestible. Gold will pass right through. You can eat gold. It represents putting the things of the divine right through your system. It'll pass right through you. The river wants to pass right through you exactly like natural gold eaten into your mouth, into your stomach. So you put the word of God like gold in you. There is a celestial gold in the word of God and the teachings that come down from the father of lights that he needs to pass through your spiritual stomachs like a worm. Now it's good to be a worm. Worm means you're born again. Worm has the potential of metamorphosis unless you receive Jesus Christ, but notice the humility of recognizing yourself as a worm. Until you do that, there's zero chance of metamorphosis. You deal with so much stubborn pride this arguing over teaching and food in John 6.52 that people never come into a place of recognizing that they are a worm in need of a cocoon. So you eat with understanding. You feast with understanding. You don't come in and say, I'm eating as a butterfly. You know, that's, flap, what, flap. that's what Christians are. You know you're a member of the Whore of Babylon. You know you're a member of the Whore of Babylon if you come in and you're already a butterfly. Because it's not biblical. It's not true. You don't understand why you're eating. The purpose of, of eating is for the worm mm. constantly To metamorphosize from (laughs) the inside out. A person stuck in their brain is self-justified. Antichrist. You're not dealing with a Christian in that state. You're dealing with Satan in animal forms of human mindsets 100% of the time. That's why ministry is the way it is. Real prophetic ministry is dealing with Satan constantly dealing with animal mindset, the mark of animals in the forehead, constantly. And it's not just killing the mindsets in the forehead. You can put a slingshot into a person's forehead like King David and Goliath, but that's a Goliath. That's not an Israelite. That's an enemy. Mm -hmm. So you take out an enemy, but if you don't go down to the river with David, there's no metamorphosis. There's no divinity. It's not just Mm -hmm. about taking out the enemy. It's about... Letting God be formed in you. Learning how to feast. God wants to teach His people how to eat from His table. He's already prepared Mm -hmm. inside your Mm -hmm. bellies that you have right now in those bodies. When you begin to eat from Jesus Christ inside you, then all the animal forms will be peeled off of your spirit. And there will be seasons of butterflies every single year. Of your Christian lives. It's not a one time thing. When I'm older and mature. You're bewitched. Like what ago? is bewitchment? <laughs> that the victory far off when you're more mature. And now it's Jesus really is your maturity. Eat my flesh. You're eating the maturity of Jesus. Maturity's not based on you. It's based on Jesus in you. All you do is eat his maturity and his maturity blossoms through you and peels off. It's not immaturity. It's Satan and demons. It's peeling off skins of animals, skins of mindsets, skins of cultures, skins of societal norms, skins of poverty, skins of greed, skins of lust and immorality. Those are the four skins of circumcision. It's the removing entirely of the old For the new that's Jesus in you. What does it mean to make all things new? It means to have Jesus in every part of you. Mm -hmm. That means you have diminished how? By eating. Through fun. It's fun to eat. Kids like to eat. Kids like to do two things. Play and eat. Play and eat. Play and eat. When you're a child of God, you learn how to play and eat. Mm -hmm. Not so much on the outside with the bewitched. Although there'll be an overflow in the natural basement. On the inside... In the secret mm. place of the heart.
1: When you're a child of God, you'll like to eat broccoli.
0: And celery. Lots old. of celery, too.
1: That's a. Now, celery is going into the lake of fire, for sure. <laughs> but the broccoli, what is this? What is a celestial broccoli?
0: Locusts and honey.
1: It's the, it's the judgments of God. You need judgment and you need mercy
0: yeah. The the vegetation, the vegetables, they came forth on the third day. Yeah, and you're just telling about the vegetables today.
1: Yeah, oh, okay, but yeah, that's it. That's the broccoli. <laughs>
0: that's the
1: broccoli in nineteen. I've been eating a lot of broccoli. It's so I really like it this season. It's so good. It's delicious. I got really nice dressings You dip it in.
0: Yep, really Genesis 1-11. So God said, let the earth sprout tender vegetation plants yielding seed fruit trees bearing fruit according to limited consistent with their kind whose seed is in them upon the earth and it was so the earth sprouted and abundantly produced vegetation plants yielding seed according to their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them according to their kind and god saw that it was good and he affirmed and sustained it third day vegetables
1: i like to take one of those ranch packets and get the, the low-fat sour cream, and you just open it and just pour the whole ranch packet into the container and stir it up. And it's the easiest, simplest, and you just, oh, it's so delicious. It's basically like, what is it, like ghetto homemade ranch? And yep. it's healthy. And you it's just also your, 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 your homemade salad,
0: and it's also the second day <laughs> dealing with hell.
1: <laughs> Eat your broccoli so you can deal with hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because on the second day, hell was created, but notice God's answer for hell is your salads with ranch dressing? Mm, yes. No, yeah, that. that and also, the third day, fruit bearing. <laughs> bearing fruit or metamorphosis through seed bearing plants, which is bearing God's seed in your heart, fruitfulness, mm-hmm. is what deals with the second mm-hmm. day, kingdom of hell.
1: I also like mangoes, gotta have the fruit. Have which means
0: you cannot deal with hell unless you eat Mango. salad.
1: Broccoli with ranch dip and mangoes. <laughs> Delicious.
0: Okay. <laughs> At the Goofy Angel, I just command this Goofy Angel to confess that Jesus came in the flesh right now. <laughs> Jesus came in the celery.
1: <laughs> well, there. So I do pray. I was praying for celery as a plant, and then they came out with the celery perfume.
0: Yeah, I, so I thought I thought
1: it was surely going Rebecca to go. I don't like
0: celery. I, like
1: I really don't like celery. funny.
0: Know. After she told me that, I got a celery perfume in the mail,
1: like a free sample. As
0: a sign in wonder,
1: I, I felt like celery was trying to prove its point. It smelled good. I was like, you know, like then it's, my just compassion sprayed it everywhere. Compassion. When I saw how hard that vegetable is trying to like make it in the glory. My bowels were stirred with compassion. I started to feel a tender love towards Celery. Even though I don't like the taste of it, I hope it does well in this world and in the world to come. Sincerely, I love you, Celery. I don't want to eat you still. Maybe go glory to glory a little bit more and we can talk.
0: (laughs) So, overall, the Holy Holy Spirit's really dealing with the feast.
1: I love the spirit of Celery.
0: He wants to teach you how to feast. And so, there's a feast, you have all these books, you got internet, which means you have access to all the information in <laughs> history of all time. It's a lot of it skewed and not accurate. But if you stick with the Bible and the inspired writings, and there are a lot of inspired writings, and if you eat that, what it will do is the words open doors. No, The keys of the kingdom open doors that no one can shut. Now Jesus Christ said in Revelation 3.20, I will open the door and you will come in and feast with me. Notice the doors were into areas of eating. They'd say, oh, Jesus, you do to really call him a glutton. We've studied the mm-hmm. scriptures. It's like Jesus, his main job was to teach his people how to feast on heaven because they didn't know how to do it. Christians today, they don't know how to eat. Out of the treasure house.
1: Treasure they house. They don't know how
0: to eat. You say eat gemstones. People go, Oh huh? you, know, no, you a No, I want gnaw
1: like a Eat
0: gold, eat silver, <laughs> and they're looking for monotonic gold on the website. Right. It, and that's why Caral I had to get rid liberation. of all that stuff, because people were so carnal, it was a stumbling block. Yeah. So we have to first teach people how to eat out of the spirit. Then all things <laughs> can be added unto you. This you have is to the find the food Challenge
1: generation.
0: Then your spirit, man, <laughs> that's the issue with all every sin problem in your life or lack of any area. You're not perfectly transfigured in any area of your life. It's a diet issue 100% of the time. And it's people, you say diet, and they so immediately think diet. Taco Bell or pizza. You need to think the flesh and blood of Jesus. you got to think Christ in you. Mm-hmm. Christ is the food of the new covenant. So eating that food is more important than eating natural food. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ established the doctrine. Eating spiritual food was more important than natural food. If you don't eat natural food, you're dead. We're going to your funeral.
1: Right. The person in the passage and the example that we just read, it was a celestial realm. It was a, the tree of life. It, it was a person who didn't know how to eat spiritually, and they died because they didn't have the wisdom. They had foolishness. Well, what does wisdom say in Proverbs to say, come you all you... You who are simple, right? And that's us, right? All who are simple, come and learn my ways. Come, you know, and, and learn Torah. Come and learn wisdom.
0: And I've prepared a feast for you, wisdom says.
1: I've prepared a feast. Come and eat. So, here, how do you notice it? You know, when you get into the Word, or you're contemplating the things of God, you're going through your day, it kind of, wisdom shows her face. She just kind of peeks out a little bit, and... and you notice it. Oh, there was a thought. It felt kind of like a revelation, but you didn't quite get the whole thing. It felt like a, oh, I, I feel like I just, I, that was something there. But if you don't pay attention to it, it goes away and it hides. So she does that on purpose. She peeks up, and then you'll see, it'll be as you're reading along, and you're like, oh, whoa. But then usually people just keep on reading. I'll just keep letting it play, just keep going along, or keep going about my day. If you stop, or pause and kind of write that thought down, or write that revelation down, or stop where are at in the Word and just look and marry, look again. That's like, if you keep going past that, just out of sheer convenience and laziness, it'd be like Moses seeing the burning bush and like, that's nice, and just keep walking. <laughs> Would have been a very different life, okay? So, must when- Must have been a
0: lightning storm.
1: <laughs> right, must have been a life, who knows? And- So, when you slow down, understand that that is a conscious entity, also known as God, the living word of God, speaking to you. And this is how wisdom, personified, does that. That's how how wisdom speaks. And so, when you press into that and you notice that little bing, or that little she shows her face and then goes back, then you start to seek it. Not just passively seeking it. Not seeking it like you would a cheeseburger on your delivery app, but seeking it like you would seek for gold, like you would seek for silver, like you'd seek for gemstones. And I always imagine in my in my mind, because you got to fight the animal nature. It wants to just passively go on with whatever is easiest. I need to do. I've got you know dishes to do. I've got stuff to plan. I've got projects to work on. Whatever. It's fighting that impulse and following that little that little hint. That is the living Torah giving you a hint. Hey, it's over here. And if you follow up on that little whisper, you follow up on that little... It just like... It appeared. It's like I saw it for a moment and then it was... Where did it go? The living word does that on purpose. To draw you. And then as you kind of go in that... It's like a game of hide and seek. And then as she hides... And then you seek out wisdom... I always imagine, like, one of those dedicated older guys at the beach in Florida with, like, they got the headphones and, like, the metal detector and they're scanning the beaches all day <laughs> looking for the jackpot. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen those? Maybe you live in Florida and maybe you've seen that. Or someone who is just, like, just seeking and searching and and studying, you know? Maybe someone studying for the greatest and latest business ideas or investing. How much of that mental effort in our time and it's a joy it's fun did you ever like mysteries when you're a kid i loved mystery books right when i was a kid i loved reading about mysteries they find the clues you know and you're like okay where was it what happened who did it you know it's exciting there's something built into the human that god designed to love mystery. And so when he plays this kind of fun game with us, he's looking to see who'll pay attention to the little token. Right? Like Bobby Connor said, it's always the, it always starts with that little token. And if you pay attention to it, it turns into something big. Or it turns into something, you get a little more. And then you get a little more, and soon it's this whole hundreds of thousands of pages of revelations and adventures and angelic encounters and Traveling in the spirit, miracles and healing, and going up on sapphire stones, and you just go glory to glory. Starts with a whisper. Oh, did anyone here raise your hand if anyone would like some hints or tips here before we end today on how to more easily or more accurately go up sapphire stones? Okay, okay, oh yeah, everybody. Okay, yeah, me too. Moses.
0: Turned in, scripture says. He turned in. His gym. homework.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself there.
0: So Which means he <laughs> came to the feast.
1: <laughs> he turned in his home.
0: For 40 years, he turned in and <laughs> ate from God. <laughs> Until he turned in, yeah. even the most basic, simple teachings on sapphire stones won't work for you. Because you're not turned in yet. Once you're turned in, then you can hear, understand, and walk it out from Christ in your bellies. Your spirit man now wants to be developed and matured. The worm is ready to be metamorphosized. If the worm is not willing to morph or burn or die or be crucified, the most simple teaching will be rejected by you from Jesus Christ. So the animal has to first be willing to be sacrificed. Then there's no limitations whatsoever. If you're willing to sacrifice all your humanity and all the ability of humanity and the successes of humanity, for there are many. The temptations are huge. The wide path is very wide. And if you're willing to sacrifice at all, which is very, very reasonable, once you get a drop of wisdom on your head, then you can come to the table, begin learning righteousness, turning in, becoming like Moses, being teachable, growing in humility. The humility of Moses is perfect divinity, which is the ability of God to raise them up to the top of the mountain and overcome death. All it takes is an understanding. Humility is an understanding of the worm, the food, the metamorphosis, and the butterfly, which is God's divinity imparted through humility. So what Rebecca's teaching is going to require great humility. So anyone that's not willing to give up their humanity will not have it. So that needs to be the prerequisite, okay? It's like how you get into Glory College. You know, a lot of people get rejected just because, well, there's no humility on your application. You're actually content.
1: Not one angel angel recommendation. Not even your guardian You're angel. Content no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're content <laughs> with the world. You're content with
0: the humanity. So it's not going to work for you. Said- you, have, you have no use to coming into the school. You can go into religious schools because that's what you're into. You're into Satan. When you get into God, you're a rejecter of the human nature. Okay. So once you have that foundation, now you can come into Moses school. Now you can come turning in and learn from the burning bush, begin to learn from God, eat from God, and it will all work in your spirit. But every day as you learn from God and turn into God, There's an expense paid in the human soul, in the human flesh. Which means you're going to get misunderstood. You're going to get persecuted by your friends and family. They're going to lie about you. They're going to say everything about you. Because you begin to expose all the holes in their humanity. Mm -hmm. That they are not good. That they are wicked Mm -hmm. sinners. And unless they turn into God, they're going to burn in hell. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) They're going to look at you weird for eating healthy. And you're going to have to not care about it. Healthy eating? Celestial diet? Well, here's a couple of tips and tricks for you. This is what the spirit wanted to share today. A couple of little helpful hints for those of you. You're on your way, but you might have found a little, it's like, "Mm, I got this far, or I'm having trouble maintaining here. I need to get to the next one. Here we go. All right, number one, know the name of the sapphire that you're standing on and know the name of the sapphire that you're going to next. If you're not sure how to go up, start there. What's the one you're on called? What does it mean? What does it mean in the Hebrew? Is it listed in the Bible? What are the, Read the Bible verses. And then wait for the Spirit to make it known to the Revelation, you feel that pop of Revelation. Something to be highlighted, there's the Holy Ghost highlights, we practice that every day. And the next one, what is the next one? Well, the next one, the name is also the requirement. So, if we're gonna go to the moon, the requirement is a greater sexual purity. That's for the, you saw it, or the moon level of every, everyone. Along the way, it's always a greater holiness, greater purity. The left side, and the right side, and the middle, right? When you're dealing with sapphire stones on the right side, it's almost always going to be guaranteed dealing with another love, level or layer of false love, which is hidden immorality, hidden lust, disguised as something else that looks good, that looks Christian, that looks glory, that looks anointed, that looks, you know. Like, brotherly, sisterly, fellowship is... But there's always going to be some temptation of some kind because if the demons don't bring that temptation to you at the time you go to that stone they're not doing their job and I guarantee you they have a higher up demon above them letting them know that they got to do their job or else, you know, that's how it things, it's just how things work. That's how hell is organized. It's kind of their organized chaos. That's how they do things. So you can understand and expect when I go to this stone, what is the true stone? What's it called? What's the Hebrew name? And then if you look at the root words of it, and do a study like that, or you just go through the Training in Righteousness class, you'll see there's always a double-edged sword. What does that mean? When you look at the root words for like Melchizedek, Malcolm, all that stuff, what did we find? We found root words, it would symbolize Melchizedek, but would also symbolize like Molech. So, when you're looking at them, you're looking at both the pure and the true, and the false, the true sapphire stones. And the false sapphire stones that shell, or the the lapis lazuli. So when you look at the next stone, you can say, now I know from us my studying, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to make it known to me, asking the angels to help me. What does it mean? What quality of God is going to be formed in me as I go there, and what quality of Satan is going to be removed from me when I go there? So instead of all this like emotional. Well, this and they did this to me and this happened and I can't believe that happened and it just becomes more surgical and so you know okay this is a stone I'm going to this is what God's work develop in me this is what the temptation is going to be or what's going to generally look at like at that place so I can expect there'll be a demon and it'll be a demonic trait inside of me now those storms that are already conquered, you're not going to have to deal with the big demon god principalities. That's what the forerunners are, are doing. They deal with it on the inside of themselves, and with familiars, and with cosmic demon god principalities. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to deal with whatever familiar demons are already in your life, maybe a regional thing, and then what is uh, demonic about your own self, right? The intruder of sin, the old nature, That nature looks like the demon. So when you study what that demonic sapphire part of that stone is, you understand that is going to be removed out of my personality, out of my spirit first, and then out of my soul, layer by layer, and then out of the flesh. And so you go up with that understanding. That's going to help you out. So number one, know the names, study it in the other language. And then number three, remember and memorize from the masterclass which angels are so- holy angels are associated with which stones why? I have almost always relied on the exact angel at that sapphire stone because God gave them authority there if you don't have their permission to go up you're not going up oh yeah and for the moon for those of you going up to the moon who is it? Gabriel, so they're just saying, fly me to the moon. Well, if you're going to the moon and you're asking Gabriel for help and you're calling on, you know, Gabriel, or it might not be Gabriel himself, could be any one of the angels under his authority. You cannot be picky and choosy. Who cares which angel it is? We don't need to have the biggest, highest angel every time. Let the lowest ranking angel of whatever order, as long as you go up. That'll get you more uh, good st- and good standing with the angels of higher rank if you learn how to submit to whatever angel they send. So we can't be picky. We can't be making things up that didn't actually happen. Or I saw blue flash. I know that's Gabriel. I mean, maybe, highly unlikely, highly unlikely. They they are very specific on their time and on their mission. You might encounter one of them. That's great. But again. If you go into delusion, you're just going to end up on the false sapphire stones. And instead of going around the mountain, when you're on the earth, you go around the mountain again when you disobey. When you're on sapphire stones, you just go around that sapphire stone again. Now, when you're on the earth in the sand, when you go around the mountain again, that could take you months. It could take a year. It could take two years. It could take. Some people go around the desert for 40 years. But when you go up, it could be days. It could be weeks. Again, it could be months. You don't want to spend too much time going around sapphire stones. Take the time that you need, but you want to keep going up. So that means we got to pass those tests on each sapphire stone. So, and on. also on that note, Gabriel on the moon, who is on Malkut or the Earth sphere? This is an important one. It is the spirit of Elijah Sandalphon, master of the chariots. And so I just thank you. Thank you, Father, for everyone who's watching. Those who are about to be ready to go on to the moon. Let them be made ready. And those who are ready to be standing there. And simply didn't because they didn't have the faith. They didn't have the courage. They didn't have the understanding. Let that understanding and wisdom be made known to them. And let angels from the ranks in the order of Gabriel on the moon. Help these ones rise. Let the master of chariots of Elijah Release the chariots to cause, to cause us to rise. Let there be a rising from Malkut to Yassad and a much greater sexual purity and holiness devotion to God Most High within your spirit. Amen. Amen. Exodus 23,
0: verse 15 in the Amplified. No one shall appear before me empty-handed, but you shall bring sacrificial offerings. And click the links in the description and give a sacrificial offering. Bless you guys in the name of Jesus Christ, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.